You're listening to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. Uh, KK, how you doing? Hey, can you can you hear us? This is going to be comical. We got the old guy trying to figure out his uh, his computer. Are you ready there, old oh, man? I can see you. No, he isn't ready. This is awesome. No, 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 there. Now I heard you talk. I can hear you. No, well, I can see him. I can hear him, Collins, but uh, he can't hear us. So that is uh, that's a classic. We'll get him on the phone. <laughs> Tr, are you? Uh, are are you? Well, you're you're pretty. Like, where would you rank out of a one to ten as far as a techie? As far as a techie? Yeah, like, you know, technically, uh, you know, passable. Like, understanding, like, if someone sends you a link and you set up videos and all those sorts of things. Like, what's your what's your tech skills? Uh, well, it's on a necessity basis, but <laughs> because of all the... Because of all the different things I do, I guess I've, I've, I've been forced to learn something. I'm a 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10? Okay. Well, you know, that's probably fair. Like... I know, like, the real tech people, like, when you, they, they pull up stuff online and they're downloading all the stuff, like, I, I can't do it. Like, me trying to um, edit anything, like, other than, like, I can edit audio, but I haven't really learned any of the video stuff. So, yeah, I might be uh, I might be a five as well, maybe, maybe a little bit lower. Like, I, you know, like Carrie's now, can you hear us there, Dick? Yeah, I can hear you now. Holy cow, jeez, this is... Like... You don't even want to know what it was. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have the... You were muted, weren't you? No, oh. I didn't know I had to have, have earphones. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, there you go. I now thought it would just come over a speaker on this thing. I don't know. Oh. It's the first time I've ever done it. Oh, well, there you go. First time using headphones. This is amazing. Welcome to uh, 2024, uh, Kevin Carries. This is, uh, the, the only thing more painful than that has been the order's penalty kill. It's been rough. Yeah, it has uh, been rough. And you know what? Uh, I went down to practice today, Griggs, and, and I heard you were talking the, about the, only the, thing word, more... the, the word passive. Mm-hmm. And I asked, I, did, I interviewed Darnell Nurse, and I used that word passive and more about defensive zone coverage, not just penalty kill, but I thought he was going to bite my head off. He didn't like the fact that, you know, I asked about the, the differences of defensive zone coverage maybe in the last couple of weeks or the last uh, little while longer than that compared to when they were on this run where they had 14 games of uh, two goals or less. And he basically one answered me he says nope nothing different and he wasn't too happy with the the two questions i can tell you that well you know what though that's unfortunate because his own coach said our defensemen (laughs) aren't stepping out enough on the penalty kill which is basically a prime example of being too passive so Mm -hmm. uh, yeah well he wasn't happy i can tell you that yeah well you know what hey good maybe if he's if he's not happy with you maybe he should definitely be uh, less happy with his uh, his team's overall play on the penalty kill because you know he can look at the second period lulls and they're not great but their penalty kill, the Oilers, since the uh, All-Star break, lead the NHL in five-on-five goals. Right mm-hmm. there. And now they've given up, uh, I think they're 14th in goals again, so not great. But still, that's not the problem. Their penalty kill, 11 goals in 36 minutes. Like, they're allowing 18 goals per 60 on the penalty kill. In the previous 32 games, it was 3.88. Like, it's six times as bad, essentially. Right, like they, they can pretend all they want and then be upset mm-hmm. about being asked. But I'm sorry, like they got to fix that soon. 
Well, I asked Derek Ryan too. I also interviewed Derek Ryan today, so we'll have those interviews tomorrow morning on uh, the morning show on 1440. Similar response, because I was kind of asking him about switching up top. Are you doing that more or less than what you were before? Because he seemed to always have that guy in the middle and then move out depending on where the puck was going, swinging it around. Uh, they don't want to let too many secrets, and I understand that. But uh, when you look at the numbers, and you've said them quite often in your show, and we had them on this morning, they're like night and day compared to what they were back when the penalty kill was very successful, when they had 40 out of 41 kills uh, before the break. So they got to fix this in a hurry because uh, – uh, and even though they, they only had two kills last night, you know, they go one for two on the kill. So it wasn't like it was a big, big factor in the game, but they got to fix this in a hurry. Kevin, what do you think is the Oilers' greatest area of need? Oh, that's a, that's a good question, TR. And when, when you look at the lines, in my mind, I think they still need more help up front. Uh, that would be my my first pick up front. Then I would go to a, a defenseman, and then I would go to goaltending. And in my mind, goaltending right now isn't the biggest concern of all where it was like it was at the start of the year. So I would say, TR, I would go top six forward if you can find one at a decent price. More size on the fourth line, that's the next priority for me. And then if you can add depth on defense, that's my third priority. Now, speaking of up front, how much of a loss do you think Nugent Hopkins was last night? I think a lot, especially when you saw that power play. When they had the two guys, yeah, um, you know, basically Zach Hyman and Evander Kane, one, two in the middle, uh, in front of the net, Hyman with a very close net front presence. It wasn't like Kane was used in a bumper position in the slot, and it looked a little disorientated. It wasn't They weren't sure exactly how to operate it, it seemed. Again, not a lot of power play opportunities, but... The 20 seconds that they had uh, at the end of the third, what do you say about that? But the the 140 with the four on three, that's the ball game right there. If they score on that, you know, we're probably talking a little different about the the, the how the game was played uh, last week to or last night tr. Yeah, the fact that the orders came back from four one shows you know they got ability. Um, you know, they got Yanmark scores a goal, Perry scores another goal. So, so they'll be happy with that. As I mentioned earlier, they, they've got the most five on five goals since the all-star break. So they can score five on five and yeah. you know, they, they don't, they don't, they don't fold. So I'll give them credit there. Even though it's like a three goal deficit to Boston, most people thought the game was over. And so I give them credit. They came back in, but, um, you know, the, the overtime sequence, the, the, the first dry side of one timer, if he gets that up a little higher, it's game over. That was a great save by mm-hmm. Swayman, but. Well, Leon will be the first to tell you he wants to get it higher because he knows the goalie can only come across. He can't come across and go high at the same time. Can do both, right? So yeah. you want to go high there. Um, you know, Evander Kane had uh, two pretty egregious decisions uh, on the uh, fifth goal, the Pasternak goal, where he has the pockets. I, and those are mental errors. They're late in a shift. You're tired, but you just can't make those. Right, get that puck out, and they don't score. And then in overtime, although nobody, even the Boston guys, were kind of in the same boat as Kane. The only guy who knew the rule was Swayman uh, to not come mm-hmm. out and play the puck, so they could make it an icing. But you know, if Kane just skates, even if he just skates to the blue line, probably takes a step in the zone. Swayman's going to move, and once Swayman moves, then you can go to the bench. And you know that that obviously hurt them. I, I know people get more upset about the mm-hmm. the swaling, flailing around on the ice. He's dead tired. It doesn't shock me. He's not like. How many times is Kane defending a guy in front of the net, right? Like yeah. most forwards, as Struddy always says, you can't trust forwards in the defensive zone. So I'm not surprised when a, when a forward gets walked down low. I thought the fifth goal too, Greg's, in the sense where um, 
they didn't come out hard and they were tired at the end of that shift too. Yes. But Evander came, no boots at all, very slow. When he passed that puck, he's expecting Corey Perry to have a little bit more jump in his step to leave the zone. Perry had more open ice where he was. If that pass is a little bit, well, let's just say Perry's skating a little bit harder because he's standing still. He's expecting Kane to probably dump it off the boards and get out because he wants to get off too. But if Perry is skating just a tad harder, that passes on his tape. The Oilers clear the zone quite easily. Yeah, no, uh, no question about it. Um, Stuart Skinner, what's your level of concern with his play? Skinner, it's up there a little bit. Um, you see bad, kind of bad habits creeping in, and this is kind of what I've been saying. I said this morning, you're seeing bad habits and bad. Um, uh, puck sense creeping into what we saw at the beginning of the year with this team. Seen a lot more of that in the last few games and the second periods we've it's been well documented. But that's I think Stewart is just a little bit of what the whole big picture is here where the there's been components of their game where they've been lax, where they're getting away from what they were successful in that 14 game stretch where they were allowing two goals or less but they're getting away from a lot of those things, and we're seeing stuff that they saw. Uh, we saw at the beginning of the year uh, creeping into the game. Tr. Well, being National Margarita Day, I want to know <laughs> if we can uh, find out a little bit about the decorita that I hear so much about. I'll tell you what, Tr. That is the best. If we had calling Livingston, calling Livingston on, and I talked to him about this, and he said, you know, ever since you told me about this decorita, <laughs> I, it's changed my life. And I, I'm surprised at it, to be honest. Greg's, you've known him for a long time. We've golfed together. He's a massive tequila guy. So what we started doing is putting in crystal light lemon lime instead of all that sugary mix TR. So instead of the, okay. the margarita mix that you put in and you buy it in the store and it's like what? It's basically sugar water and then some. You take the dickerita and you put crystal light in there and uh, put that as the substitute. You can't tell any difference. Brilliant. And are you salting the rim? Yeah. You can salt the rim, yeah. Uh, I'm getting so lazy at that. I just put a little sprinkle of salt on the top. Um, I wanted to ask a TR question, Greg, if you don't mind. Sure. Because we had, uh, a TR, we had so many people text in on the morning show. We were talking about how many uh, Boston Bruin fans there are. And I said, well, you know, we know there's Toronto fans in Edmonton and Montreal. And, uh, you know, what was the reason? And everyone texted in and said the one of the main reasons why is because of Michael Ryder. So I wanted to see if you would agree with that, being a Michael Ryder being from Newfoundland. And then a two-parter, TR, if you think Michael Ryder and Dan Cleary are the top two players from Newfoundland to play in the NHL, who would be your number three? Great question. Uh, first of all, yes. Uh, Newfoundland, when I was growing up, was mostly Leafs or Habs. And there's a lot of Detroit and uh, Boston, as well as, you know, Teddy Purcell and Ryan Clover. These guys played all over. But, you know, the Stanley Cups, there's been a couple of guys with them, Cleary, Newhook, and um, and Ryder. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same thing with the Avalanche. But anyway, who would be three? Like, I honestly, I love Ryan Clough's game, and I think it got cut short. Chloe was on the verge of being great and uh, could really do it all, man. He could snipe mm-hmm. and he could fight and uh, just kind of get his career cut short early. Teddy Purcell has probably the best hands I've ever seen from Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he the complete package? No. But if we go playing Shinny in the summer, then Teddy always puts on a show, always has. Um, 
Those are two good ones for sure. And maybe just a follow-up, TR, would you, where would you say Dawson Mercer could rank? Yeah, that's that's what I was pondering. Two of those guys that are in there now, Mercer, Newhook, and soon to be Ryan Green. But as far as Mercer and Newhook, uh, the sky's the limit. Uh, Dawson is, is good two-way. I think people forget. Like, he, he's good at center or the wing, and you could always put Dawson. Not that Newhook isn't, but, you know, a lot of people think of – Dawson as a winger, and, and he played a lot in Newfoundland as a winger and in the queue, but he's a real good two-way player. He might not get penalty minutes, but he's new school tough in that he plays through injuries, and, uh, you know, he's a good teammate. He, he leaves it all out there. Uh, and I got to say, Alec Faulkner would have, you know, he's the one that, he was the first broke into a six-team league yeah. playing with Detroit, Gordie Howe, and, you know, everybody that I know, and like if I was to ask my dad, who's no slouch, um, you know, that whole jet my dad's Bantam team at five guys went pro. One of them was Tony White, 29 goals for Washington. He'd have to be in the conversation. But I think they would all mention Faulkner for sure. I mean, it doesn't, you can throw stats out the window just making a six, six team league. I yeah. know now it's more worldwide, but still, six teams. He's from Newfoundland and they went over there to play exhibition. And he was playing senior hockey and he was such a standout. It was back Newfoundland, you know, was just part of Canada in 1949. So what Faulkner did paved the way for all of us. Dick, good stuff. We're happy you figured it out. So uh, now we know on Thursdays uh, how to uh, how to turn on the mic. That's just, uh, you know, plug there's a level on. of stupidity and then there's another level, isn't there? <laughs> well, you just reminded, oh my God, is this thing on? The files are in the computer. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, you know, I just, I knew there was something up and Connor sent me that link, and I know I thought, you know, I'm in. I think I'm in, but I'm not in, and can't hear you. And then, and that's just, just um, embarrassing. Your lovely wife. It. Basically, your wife told you how to do it, didn't you? Well, I full. I I said I yelled upstairs because she's working in the office. I said, find me some headphones, and she came down. She oh. came through, Greg. Oh, she yeah. came through. Pro- the problem solver. I like it. Yeah, oh. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Thanks, Dick. We'll talk to you. Yeah. Thanks, and more. congrats, Tr, on the Hall of Fame. Uh, well deserved. <laughs>